0: Is that the twilight zone you're watching?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: This is a preview of our 16th night rule episode. This episode is free to subscribers on Patreon. So if you want to check out the rest of this episode, please feel free, feel great, feel ecstatic, feel elated about going to patreon.com slash night rule to become a night ruler and uh, enjoy uh, all the content that uh, we have to offer. Uh, So without any further ado, please enjoy this preview.
1: I think one of the first episodes that I watched that I thought was like really, um, you know, was uh, like was a really strong episode uh, was also, I believe, the first one that was based on a Richard Matheson short story. uh, Richard Matheson,
2: very well-known science fiction writer. Yeah
1: yeah yeah so uh, if people aren't familiar with him uh he is uh he wrote i am legend uh which is better than the will smith movie based on it uh and (laughs) uh and he he wrote um and he he also wrote the short stories that a couple of like really iconic uh twilight zone episodes are based on like things that even if you never saw the twilight zone episodes you probably know from like the simpsons treehouse of horror versions of them exactly Uh, yeah exactly Um, and third for the sun is not one of them.
0: Sterka, hydrogen armament. You boys are pretty busy up there, aren't you? Derek, hold the light, will you, Sterka? Long days, huh? Mm -hmm. Long days. Your department's going full blast, isn't it? It's coming, boy. It's really coming, and a big one, too. While we're talking here, I bet the military's getting all set. Got it all mapped out I bet. Talk is 48 hours. Wait and see if I'm not right. 48 hours, we'll have them aloft. Then whoosh, up, over, and whammo. There goes the enemy. Obliterated, finished. But what are they doing in the meantime? What do you mean, what are they doing? Probably retaliating the best way they can. It's a big waste of time, let me tell you. We get the first licks, so they can't do much. They can go whoosh, up, over and whammo. Absolutely, but not so many, not so properly aimed, not so skillfully carried out. So instead of losing 50 million people, we lose only 35, hmm? You a defeatist, Starker. That's
1: dangerous thinking, it's, those, right? it's it's not one of the like super famous iconic. Um, uh, third, comics. third from the
2: sun is the episode you're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh
2: Fantastic, yeah, great choice.
1: Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is this
0: is a good one.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I should say also that um, since Twilight's own episodes like tend to be, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty short and punchy uh like i mean honestly a lot of them not the one i'm about to talk about but a lot of them like really are like even a lot of the okay twilight zone episodes are basically just a lot of atmosphere and then a plot twist so there's really no way to talk about it without talking about the plot twist uh but um which is to say, like, I just assume that we we're going to spoil the shit out of this pod Twilight Zone.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do my best to only spoil them, like, mostly. Because the thing is, even the ones that I'm re-watching now, years later, if you kind of, if you forget about the build-up, there's still a lot of value in, in, just, in just watching them, even if you remember the twist.
1: No, yeah, for sure. So, uh, the third from the sun uh, is about uh, Will Sterka, uh, who is a scientist who, uh, who works uh, in a military base. And basically this is a scenario like, well, I mean, the episode, uh, you know, this is, this is 1959. So, uh, this is actually, uh, before the Cuban Missile Crisis, but you know, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that was on people's minds. Um, and, uh, and this is, this is that kind of thing that they're, that like, um, uh, that there are two uh, two rival powers, who one assumes are the uh, U.S. and the Soviet Union, although that's never spelled out. Uh, but you know, as as you start watching it, that's the assumption that you would make uh, that are that are both nuclear powers and that are on uh, on the verge of the big one of of the uh, uh, of of starting a global thermonuclear war with each other uh, and so he's you know like he's at this military base you know they're, they're making the bombs uh and they're talking about how the bombs are about to be uh you know that like any day now uh the, uh, the sh- you know the the shooting and and hence the uh, the apocalyptic uh nuclear exchange is going to start and the whole thing just from the beginning of the episode it's this like really like the atmosphere is really powerful it's it's this really like sort of sweaty nervous like sense of the impending um you know like this this palpable sense of
2: doom in so many of the scenes in the domestic scenes you know the family in a living room basically terrified that they're gonna they're all gonna be blown to smithereens at any moment right
1: yeah exactly right so that's just like hanging over everything uh that's uh that's going on and i and in um but uh, also uh, adding, you know, or or maybe mingling, you know, with the uh, with the palpable sense of doom, uh, is that it's also because of what's basically a state of war, even if I guess the war hasn't technically started yet, uh, but everybody's on a war footing, and so there's like really really intense surveillance going on uh, that every uh, that uh, that that you people generally assume that they're being listened to that any attempt to like have like a truly private conversation has to be done like in a really like, you know, sort of standing in the, you know, standing in the bathroom with the bath running kind of way.
2: Yeah. It um, has a very like Brechtian or like a, almost like a McCarthyite kind of vibe. The one character who's like, who's, you know, shows up unannounced uh, on a, for just an ostensible social visit, but they're all terrified that he's going to be blabbing. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, for anybody, you know, who's seen, um, Uh, who's seen mad men there's one of the first episodes i remember of mad men which is a show that's like very very far from being about this but the uh the first season is set in you know about the same time as this 1960 and in fact in mad men there are like a few references to the twilight zone and characters watching it uh and um i remember one of them gets really one of the copywriters gets really mad because peggy says she doesn't like science fiction yeah uh, and, uh, and in Mad Men, there's there's this little nod to that, as much as again it's the last thing that the show is about. Uh, but there is a little nod to that atmosphere of McCarthyism, where there's like a sign-up sheet that's posted somewhere in Sterling Cooper, the ad agency, that's like it's like a sign-up sheet for like a bowling league or something. It's nothing, but then one of the secretaries is like, "Ooh, I wouldn't want my, my name on a list." You know, since like anything that's like you're you're putting your name on a list, you know, so you'd be like then associated with whoever else's name on the list, you know, would be something you'd be a little scared of. And of course, this is the science fiction extrapolation of it. So it's like really like uh, ramped up to eleven. So uh, there's there's this palpable sense of doom, impending doom. There's this palpable sense of being constantly, you know, surveilled and, and monitored, you know, for your loyalty. And against this, this background that, you know, that they think the bombs are going to go off, you know, anytime, you know, that it's, it's yeah. like, you know, like maybe within the next day or two.